0: What's good, guys? It's your host, Adrian Evans. Welcome to the Black Wealth Media Podcast, where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and we talk about how we can create wealth and build legacy within the black community. Let's get into this episode. Today's episode is sponsored by SC Cosmetics. SC Cosmetics is a brand that was created by Samari Evans, a certified chemist. The brand consists of natural makeup products such as lip balms, eyeshadows, lipsticks, lip scrubs, and many other natural products. Shop at sccosmetics.com or come visit in store at 3710 Renota Road, Winston-Salem, NC 27106.
1: Arius. He hey. Good, man. How's it going, man? How you doing?
0: Good, good. I can't complain, bro. Hey,
1: that's good, man. Is my background good? Can you hear anything?
0: Yeah, you sound good. You good?
1: Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.
0: All right, All right man. Uh, welcome to the Black Wolf Media Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. I have a special guest. His name is Arius McCain. Um, he's the CEO of Lavari Timepieces, man. Arius, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, man, and give us a little bit of background on you, man
1: i appreciate it man i appreciate uh the inviting opportunity uh my name is arius mccain you guys i'm the owner of ceo of lavari timepieces i launched the company uh june 27th i offer time pieces watches for men's and women's um man our timepieces they are they express confidence they add anything to your wardrobe that you need i mean that extra spunk that you need um you change you step into a room you change the playing field Um, So that was the main purpose of creating the watch brand. Um, I've been big on watches all my life. When I put on a watch, that's the very last thing that I put on with any outfit, whether it's it's sweatpants, man, whether it's uh, I'm putting on a full three-piece suit, my watch is the last thing that I put on um, to feel complete when I step out of the house. So I wanted people to feel that same level of confidence, um, that same level of style. So I was like, man, why not create a watch brand that encompasses all that? Um, as far as myself, my background, I'm a single parent uh, to a beautiful four-year-old. I'm a special educator. Uh, I teach high school math. Um, I'm a coach. Um, now I just stay busy, man. I keep my plate full. I'm always trying to elevate, um, try to inspire the youth, uh, instill them as much as I can. Uh, so that's me in a nutshell, man. That's, that's me plain and simple. Okay, man. Cool, cool.
0: Man, tell me, um, what what kind of coach are you? Basketball, football?
1: Uh, coach track and field. Track and okay, field.
0: Okay, okay, okay. That's pretty cool, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so tell me, man. Like, when did you first discover that love for timepieces?
1: Um, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I would say it was around 13 or 14. I really realized how much i loved watches. Um, I've always looked at watches online. Whenever uh, my mom would take me to the mall growing up. I always looked at the watches in the stores um for Christmas, I would get a watch and uh my aunt and my uncle they bought me a watch uh one Christmas. I believe it was my it was i believe I was thirteen or fourteen around that time, really, and it was a white leather band with a big gold face. It was the biggest watch I ever had at that oh, point man. in time, man, it was so cold like I felt so good when I put that watch on, man, it was heavy on my wrist, I felt like you know what I'm saying? I felt like the man everywhere I went when I wore that watch, man. And, yeah. and that was one of the first times I really got that feeling with the watch. Uh, and I mean, other than that, I got I uh, got a polo, my first polo watch that I ever got. My mom had bought me uh, for one of my birthdays, um, and that one was more of a stainless steel band, a black face, really simple, but it was something that you could wear every day. And as a teenager. Watches were my thing, you know, a lot of my friends were into sneakers um you know, my mom did, you know we really couldn't afford you know for my mom to really buy me all the sneakers for me to go to school, yeah. you know what I'm saying, being decked out in the sneakers, so you know watches became my thing over time man so I, I would say about thirteen or fourteen that's when I found my love for
0: them that's pretty dope, man um. I, I you know I agree with you, man. I think watches are super dope. I got a I got a little collection myself. Mm-hmm. Um my wife, like she had bought me I actually just got on to them. Like I I liked them for a while, but I really got into watches, you know, with my wife, she bought me a wood watch. Um oh, and she bought me a wood watch in like 2016. And it's a pretty solid piece, man. It's something yeah, you can man. definitely wear wear every day. And it's got a really nice like burgundy color to it. It's uh, solid, bro. I know it's I know it looks good, man. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Um, so tell me, man, like, you know, how did you get the idea to create your own
1: watch? Uh, so uh it's a guy, um, and and shout out to this dude, man. He doesn't even know that uh I, I know, you know, I bought his course or anything. Uh, so it's this guy named Chris Johnson. He has a pretty big following on social media and um you know if you go by his course he kind of details how he launched his own online store you know as a retiree from the military and um you know he kind of had a love for watches as well so um you know he just lays out a blueprint his course on how to launch an online store different resources and vendors you can access uh for free um i mean you know the course isn't free but uh you know you definitely make your money back if you apply the things that he teaches in the course. But that's how I came up with the business plan, um, you know, and he doesn't steer you anyway. It's a general course, you know, you buy it and you watch the teachings and, yeah. you know, I went through it. I made a list of, you know, things that I thought I could sell or products that I thought that, you know, I would have a passion for. And I love speakers. Uh, like yeah. in my bedroom alone, I have three speakers. I got one for working out one for like when I'm just chilling and, you know, I have the Google Home speaker as well. So, you know, I love speakers, always love speakers. Had a speaker in my car. Um, my first car is 16. Had a speaker system in there and it just wasn't working out. You know, all the te- all the technicalities yeah. behind speaker systems, the wattages and all this stuff. And the shipping was going to be super expensive. And, you know, for me to be starting up a company uh, to put that much of an investment in there, it was risky. And then also I really couldn't afford to invest in, starting a speaker company. Uh, yeah. so I just love that's something else that I like. Um, and you know, Chris Johnson, his, his blueprint, man, is is simple. It's amazing. And you can tweak it to fit your own business. So that's how I came up uh, with my business plan.
0: Okay. That's solid, bro. That's solid. Um, now where did the name Lavari come from? Like Lavari piece?
1: I won't be honest, man. This is one of my favorite questions to answer. <laughs> this is <laughs> one of my favorite questions to answer. Uh, a lot, just about everybody I come in contact with asking me this question um, because it's definitely something that you know you probably never heard before, and yeah. um, you know my name itself, you know Arius uh, McCann, that's the name. You know when I come across people, rarely hear it. Uh, so my daughter, her nickname is right, Ari. Right. Um, okay. And you know um, originally my daughter was going to be named Ariana, but um, we changed her name, you know last name before she was born. So uh, you know. All along the pregnancy, you know Ari. You know we just referred to her as Ari, so you know her nickname is Ari, and um and I just took the first three letters of my middle name, which is Lave. Um so okay. Um Lavari. I just went on and threw the L A V and the A R I together. Um I sat down at the table for about ten minutes trying to think of a name, and you know I thought of the name before I thought before I you know did the logo, and I was looking at watches and stuff before I you know thought of the name, but. Uh, I mean, it came to me in like ten minutes, man. I was like, "That's it, like that's it."
0: That's solid. That's solid. I think I think that's that's solid, man, and that's very creative. I appreciate very creative. it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. So you know, I noticed like I know when I see your watches on, um, I see your watches on social media, man. I notice like you're very, very consistent mm-hmm. with the posts and like when it comes to um, like you know like the sales and stuff, so. My question is, man, like, you know, how do you um, how do you determine like how many posts that you'll put up per day? Like, how does that go for you?
1: Gotcha. Um, Honestly, I think about myself as a working person, Um, you know, like I'm I'm a teacher, uh, which gives me very little time to be on social media uh, and, you know, to really browse social media. But then I think back to the times, you know, when I was in college and, you know, I had time to be on social media all day and I thought about what times uh you know people are most on social media you know most people uh most working class people or or people who work a nine to five or on social media around like seven to eight thirty you know in between waking up and you know getting dressed and getting ready for work or, or possibly sitting down at work so uh i just considered that uh and so I was like, okay, well, you know, a 7.30 or 7 o'clock post would be great. I could get those people who are early birds like myself. You know, I get up and go run in the mornings. So I'm up around like, you know, 5.30 or 6 o'clock. And, yeah. you know, I can get those people. And then I can get those people who are just waking up. You know, I can get those people who are getting up late from work. And, you know, got to be to work at 8. And they get down at their desk and, they, you know, check social media because they got a breather or something. So uh, I just took in consideration the time that you know, I thought about lunch. Uh, you know, most people... You know, they get away from, you know, their work day, they get on social media for a couple of minutes. And then also when people are winding down at night. So, you know, I was like, if I put out a six o'clock post, I get those people who are just getting home from work, maybe at five o'clock, picking up their kids. Um, and, I, and I also consider my target audience, you know, who buy, buys my watches the most age group and social class. And um, so, I, you know, I, I, did a deep analysis on those things um, because I had to readjust my marketing. It wasn't working for yeah. about a couple of weeks. Um, I wasn't drawing in any sales. I wasn't really, um, it was looking bad for me. <laughs> I, mean, it was, I was starting yeah. to doubt it for a minute. Um, and, you know, I just, I just started doing a little bit more research and I adjusted what time I did it. Uh, I pushed, you know, my time lowered to about seven o'clock. I pushed my lunch time to 1145. And then, you know, I push my, you know, my evening post to about six thirty seven o'clock and that gains a lot more traffic. Um, and, you know, number one thing that people told me because I reached out for advice was, you know, be consistent on social media. Um, yeah. If people want to buy your product, even if you don't see that they're visiting the store or you see that they're buying the product, if someone wants to buy it, and let's say they're waiting till the next paycheck or something, they're going to continue to look at your page. Uh, they're going to continue to look at the watch. You know, you think about, something that you want to buy you know whether it's a car or a shirt or something um you know if you you know you forget that you're going to buy it or you continuously see it at a certain time during the day you're more inclined to you know at least click on the website which you know i can get you on the website hopefully i can get you you know to add it to the car to go ahead and you know buy buy a time piece. but i base it off of timing and um you know, people also want to see that you're working hard on your business, on your brand. Right. right. Uh, they don't want to see like, you know, oh, and, you know, sometimes I'll take a, a break because, you know, I use some of the same content. And I'm like, OK, let me give it a little breather and then come back, you know, next week with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, people want to see that you're putting your all into your business. They don't want to see like, oh, you know, you did you, you launched it, you know, you gained momentum, you did good. And then you just kind of rode that wave and you chilled out. That's not what, you know, that's not going to get your clientele. They want you to see that you're working hard on the product they will be buying.
0: Facts, facts. I definitely feel that. Now, you said something real interesting, man. Um, When, you know, when you were trying to uh, discover your market mm-hmm. and you weren't really getting any sales um, at first, what did it take? You know, what kind of persistence did it take and what kind of mindset did it take for you to get through that? and continue to, with the process.
1: Gotcha. Um, I I just kept going back to thinking, um, you know, like I, I bet it on myself. Um, yeah. And if I'm going to bet on anything and I've always put all my marbles in one basket on anything, then it's going to be on me. It's going to be on myself right. uh, because right. that's one thing that I can control. You know, like, you know, I work a job, you know, I if they decide to let me go tomorrow, <laughs> you know, there's nothing I can do. But if I bet right. on myself with my own company, I'm um, you know, I'm the force behind that. So um that that was one thing and you know, starting to doubt myself, I knew, you know, if I'm willing to buy this watch, if I'm willing to wear it and and you know, when I got the samples in, I you know, I got multiple samples and I'm gonna be honest, I didn't pick the one that looked the best, I put the the one that felt the best. So I wore each sample for a couple of days and whichever one I felt the best wearing over those couple of, over the course of those couple of days, that's one that I picked. And, you know, I was like, if I'm willing to buy it, knowing, you know, how particular I am, I can be about watches. I know there's millions of people out there that will buy it. You know, I just got to reach right. them. That's all. Facts, facts.
0: Now um, I think, I think it's, I think it's interesting, man. You said you got to bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to bet on yourself. That's, that's absolutely uh, super important um and that's and, and you know that's something that a lot of people don't do no. you know what i'm saying because um some people may be afraid you know what i'm saying some people may just not really embrace the process yeah. but um the process is super important man and so i, I definitely agree with yeah. you and my you know my next question to you is man like how were you able to discover your target audience. You know, how much research did that take me?
1: I I'm going to be completely honest with you man. That was kind of on the fly. <laughs> that, that, <Okay>. was, <laughs> that was completely on the fly. I uh when I when I first launched um I had a I had a huge support and a huge backing from my friends and family. Um I went to Winston-Salem State University and Shout out to Yes the sir. My, yes mind. sir. the, the, the <laughs> best HBCU in the land. Um yes, and if you're a Ram or I mean, even if you go to any HBCU, you know the support that you get from your classmates from right. you know what I'm saying just your alma mater period. I mean it's it's alumni that have ball watches that you know graduated a couple of years before I even touched the campus. So yeah. you know, when you when you go to a an HBCU and you can you connect with people and you network, it's a family. So um right. in between, you know, the family I had it was state you know, my friends I've had over the years, uh, of course, my family. um, I had a huge, 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 uh, you know, momentum built up in the first couple of days on Facebook and on Instagram. And from there, you you know, if you're a business owner and you're on Facebook or Instagram, you know that you can, you know, look at your stats, you can look at your analysis, your insights and see how many times your post has been shared, how many people have looked at it, you know, everything like that. So, You know, I just did that and I ran the analysis and I started seeing, you know, my my age range was about twenty three to forty five. That and I know that's broad, but um, that that's that's where I was hitting it, man. That was that's where I was averaging. It was broad, but I I was willing to take it. So I started tailoring my content to that, Uh, start looking at different commercials and things that were tailored to that age group audience. Um, So. That, that I pulled all my analysis and stuff on Facebook it was completely on the fly
0: that's solid bro that you know that's like that's that's trial and error yeah. right there. um and I know how it is man like I, I I know in the past like I started I tried to start um I tried to start three different shopify stores yeah. and I tried to start like a sports store and I did that for like probably two or three months And I got no sales and I was trying to and I think there were some things that I was missing, like um, social media. uh, I wasn't marketing the correct way. I really didn't know how to run ads. So, you know, none of that stuff worked out for me. But I think now, um, like, I know a lot more. So it's a lesson that I learned before. But um, my next question to you, man, is like, how did you not I know you said, you know, you bet on yourself. But how were you able to um, just keep your mind on the right path and like keep yourself from getting down or insecure mm-hmm. or just believing that you couldn't do it? How did you do that, man? Uh,
1: you know, that's just that's just life. I'm um, be honest, that's just my life, man. I've been in places in life where you know I never thought I would be. You know, those are up and down moments. Um, yeah, I've been. You know. A, I'm only 25, but, you know, I've I've been in spaces where I've been on top of the mountain. I've been in the lowest part of the valley sometimes.
0: What's up, guys? I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, I want you to take a screenshot of yourself listening, and I want you to tag at underscore the Pod. That'll be a big help as far as getting the message out. Also, I want you to go ahead and leave a five-star review. And go ahead subscribe. and subscribe. Let's get back to the show.
1: You just gotta know that, you know, no matter what you face, as long as it don't take me out, <laughs> you know I can overcome it. Um and yeah. it's just staying resilient. You know, I have faced challenges in life that took months and months and months of resilience and focus and determination. Um and I mean I mean, anybody that got a college degree—that that alone, you know—that um, alone takes years of determination and focus, um, And, you know, to do that. With some of the challenges that I faced throughout my college career, um, I just knew that, you know, if I got over, if I was able to, you know, withstand that and overcome that and be successful in that met in that you know area of my life, then I know just you know not having a lot of visitors to my store and not having sales this week or not having sales this weekend or that weekend, I knew that wasn't going to beat me um, because, you know, I faced other things that didn't. So that's where that's just where the resiliency comes from. And I know that if I keep pushing, I've seen what my hard work can manifest before. So uh, I know, you know, I just know it can do it for me all over again. Definitely,
0: definitely, man. So tell me, man, you know, what are what do you think some of the. Uh, the keys are when it mm-hmm. comes to being a business owner, but also working a full-time job?
1: Uh, it, it's organization and management. Um, so, uh, you know, many people go through Facebook, you know, schedule your posts, you know, Sundays is my, are my, you know, it's my day for the sit down and schedule posts for the weekend. You know, as yeah. a teacher, you know, I can't be on my phone on social media in the middle of the day you know, I got, you know, I can, I can be, you know, I can live do my, I can go, um, can't even speak, man. Uh, so I can go on Instagram and Facebook at seven o'clock in the morning and, you know, in person, live myself, put, put on my post and post something. But at 12 o'clock, you know, I'm in front of students or even if I'm on lunch, you know, I'm a teacher, I'm at work, you know, they're, you know, as a teacher, your lunch ain't your lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Your lunch ain't your lunch. So, uh, you know, you you um, so you, I just learned time management and what worked for me because, you know, being the teacher, uh, you know, especially in this climate that we're in right now, uh, extremely time consuming. It's extra work. And, you know, you, you still want to deliver the same quality education. So, you know, you can't let your business override that. So it's just Sundays is the day to sit down, organize, you know, when am I going to do this? When I'm going to do this? I mean, I sit down and even organize you know, what I'm going to do is sell. That's planned weeks in advance um, yeah. because, you know, when you do a sale, it's a little bit more marketing content that goes behind that. You're posting a little bit more here. You know, you have to make more content for it. So time management um, uh, and, and, and just the resilience, man, uh, not letting it just sit at the back of your brain and not do anything. Um, right. You know, it's easy to get caught up in your full-time job and forget about your business some days and you wanna lay your hand down you're like, ah oh, man, I forgot to do this. And you know at the end of the day it's still gotta get done. You know, right. Can't nobody do it but you. Uh so it's it's just resilience and and uh keeping my eye on the prize the time management. Yeah,
0: now now you said something about like scheduling posts, man. Like mm-hmm. how exactly do you do
1: that? Uh so if you if you were to go to Facebook, uh and you went to um if you were uh even if you were on the regular page, if you went to create a post, uh it should be uh three dots and I got my computer up right here. Uh it should you should be able to go see three dots near your uh create a post button. Yeah. Um and you should it should allow you to uh schedule a post or let's see, if you go to your profile, uh you should be able to do a scheduled post. Um Ah, so it's not showing me where I can do it. Ah, man, I wish I could tell you right now. Um, I probably got to go over to my business page. I'll keep trying to look it up. Um, but I, that's how I do it, man. I I go in, um, and uh, I schedule all my posts through, um, through my business page and through my personal page. Um, Okay. And when you do that, you don't even have to go in there and look at it at all. It actually sends you a notification of when the post um, is posted. So it lets you know, right. you know, and like, you know, my six o'clock post goes up sometimes, especially if I have afternoon practice with my athletes. Um, you know, I'll be in the car on the way home sometimes at six. So, you know, I'm not able to get on social media scheduling that post. I'll just get a notification. I'll see it, Your scheduled post for six o'clock has uh, been posted. So it's it's really easy to work with. um, And I'm still trying to find that for you, man. So
0: it's all good. Yeah. And and it's interesting, man, because I didn't even know you could do that on Facebook. So I just learned something new.
1: Yeah. So here it is right here. So if you go to publishing tools, um, I would say, I don't know why I don't know how to get to this. And I got to do this tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if you go to your, if you go to create post and you go to publishing tools, It'll give you the option to schedule your posts out. Uh, the the smallest amount of time I believe is fifteen minutes. Um, it won't do anything under fifteen minutes. So you go to the create Posts, publishing tools, and it'll take you straight to where you can schedule your post, and it'll make a list for you, man. You can delete them, edit them. Uh, like I'm looking at, I'm looking at all my scheduled posts for October and September, um, and it gives you, you know, how many people it reached, how many post engagements you got. Uh, so it's 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 clutch, man. Wow. It's clutch.
0: Definitely. That's definitely clutch, man. That's, that's definitely something I'm going to use for the
1: future. Yes, sir. And I'm
0: pretty sure somebody else is too, man. Like, I never knew you could do that with Facebook. I always thought you had to, like, download some type of app um, to, you know, uh, upload scheduled posts on, like, your Instagram or your Facebook. That's yeah. pretty dope.
1: Now, with Instagram, I, I'm hearing that uh, – with the tie-ins with Facebook, with your Facebook store and your Instagram store. Apparently yeah. it's a way to get that scheduling uh across platforms, but I'm not sure. Um, but I do know there's an app you can use with Instagram uh that allows you to schedule it. I don't use separate apps to work Instagram anymore because it locked me out yeah. of my account for about three weeks. <laughs> oh man, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh I, I don't I, I just use straight Instagram, those posts. Um, Instagram posts don't, don't get, uh, put up as often as Facebook, um, during the week because I'm working. So, uh, you know, I, I hope I don't miss any clients or any clientele, uh, or any customers yeah. with that, but, um, you know, definitely got to handle that, uh, that full-time job first. Facts, man.
0: Facts. So tell me, man, like, you know, how does it feel to, um, like, how does it feel in general, you know, to have a business and then you have, you have a child. And, you know, if, if at any day if somebody decides like, hey, we're going to let you go, you good, man. You good um, because you're able to um, you're able to go out, get the kill and bring it back. You know what I'm saying? Like, how does that feel for you? And then also, um, how does it feel when it comes? How do you feel about, you know, legacy when it comes to legacy and just um, just making the, the economy better for African-Americans?
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, like, to the first part of it, man. Um, like, you know, right now, you know, being a teacher was, you know, it's been one of the hardest things that I've experienced uh, trying yeah. to teach in this environment. But it's it's one of the biggest blessings because, you know, I have job security right now. Um, right. So, it, it's it's humbling to you know know that if anything happened, you know, budgets or COVID or anything that I have. A fallback to bring in income. That's one of the most empowering yet humbling feelings. Because um, you, you know it's empowering because it's like you uh, know when you can say that you're a boss or you're your own you know boss or CEO you're on your own company. That's an entitlement that's You know what I'm saying it carries so much weight. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, um, it's very very humbling because you know I I wear my own watch every day. And that's, that's crazy to even tell people that. And right, I'm, right. You know, I launched a company in June and I've had my hands on the watch, you know, weeks before then. And, you know, I, to this day, I put on my own watch and it's still like, man, I can't believe that. Like, you know, it's my logo on this on this watch. You know, you know, like I've tried to do plenty of companies, uh, you know, photography, T-shirts, things like that. And they all flopped. You know, yes. I wasn't scared to take the risk, but they all flopped. So it's humbling seeing something that I put my, you know, my, my heart and soul into, you know, starting to, you know, reciprocate. Um you know I'm saying some benefits and, and some profits tenfold. So yeah. Um to be able to rely on that if something were to happen is is so empowering and humbling. Um as far as the legacy, that, that just goes back to the name. uh, you know, my my dad passed when I was eight. Uh, you know, my mom and single mom growing up did very well for us. Um and, you know, like my dad, I knew he would want me to have something, you know, to this day, I know he would want me to have something. So, you know, looking at my daughter every day, I'm like, you know, i got to have something that I can leave her That you know, not right. only is it is for me, but it's something that she's entitled to as well. So, you right. know, you know, I'm not just an owner, but you know, I'm a, I'm a co-owner, you know, she helps me, you know, right. box the right. stuff up, you know, she likes to put the tape on the box. She, you know, like You know, she has her little duties that she does when I'm boxing up orders. You know, she likes to go to the post office and press the buttons on the machine. So, you know, that's that's my you know that's my partner right there. It's my partner in my business. So, um, being able to leave that for her is, I mean, like I said, it's it's humble, it's empowering, and it's humbling. Uh, You know, in, in the African American community, it's it's very rare that very yeah. Very rare that your parents uh you know whether they're living or not they have something to pass down to you um and especially something that can help you expansionate uh a, or grow your your income um exponentially that's that's right. that's not something that you know we see uh right. that's that's very rare true. for us you know so to be able to you know to start that just to even start it um you know, like she's the drive behind all of this, man, just to start it is humbling. Yeah. Um, so I, like, like I said, her name is on it for a reason. So every time I look at a watch or every time I box up something, you know, and, at least her nickname is on it. So I know exactly why I'm doing it. And it, you know, makes me press harder because at the end of the day, something happened to me. I want her to be, you know, I want her to be taken care of, you know, right. I want her to not have to worry about anything ever. So that that's the whole reason behind all of it.
0: Facts, man. It, it's definitely up to us, it, uh, up to us now to, you know, change the narrative. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I didn't like my parents. Uh, we grew up struggling financially. So, you know, there was really no one that I saw or knew that was running a business. You know what I'm saying? So um, and, and I have I have a, a one year old son now. And, you know, he gets to see his mother. My, you know, my wife, she has her own store and she makes all of her products, chapstick, she makes oh, yeah. candles, man, she makes everything and so he gets to see his mother do that and then, you know, me, I'm working on my business while I work a full-time job and working on that on the side. Right. So, um, I think it's definitely up to us to change the narrative, man, and uh, mold these kids, mold these kids of ours to be business owners when they get older so yes, sir. they don't have to rely on anybody, they can just rely on themselves, man, so... Yes, sir. Um, definitely a big salute to you for that, man.
1: Definitely, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem, man. And so, man, you know, tell me, man, like, what are you know, what are some of your goals for the future? You know, um, what what do you plan? Where do you plan on taking Lavarie timepieces? You know, like a year, uh, two years, five years? Where do you plan on taking Lavarie timepieces in five years?
1: Uh in a year, in a year, man. I, I plan to um, be. Shipping internationally. I've yet to have an international order. Um, so I want to be shipping internationally regularly. Um, I've had a couple of, you know, you know, people have draft orders or, you know, they have, you know, like yeah. abandoned checkouts and stuff like that. I've had a couple of those uh, for, you know, maybe in the Middle East. I had some for Canada. Um, so I definitely want to start getting my brand out there. So uh, next year, I definitely want to at least have at least three or four international orders a month um to have the brand out there globally um you know i want to see lavari timepieces everywhere man i want to see it on billboards i want to see it on i want to see it in dubai i want to see it in in times square i want to see it everywhere um and, and in five years to be one of the leading watch companies watch brands uh that you see anywhere um you know i look at these I look at these companies like Rolex, uh, you know, Cartier, all these other all these other watch brands, man, and I'm looking yeah. like, you know, these are, you know, these timepieces are great and nice, but you know, I know what I can do. I know my creativity. Nice. Um, and I know that I'm more than just a, a name. You know, I know that my brand is more than just, you know, and not to speak down on any other brand or to diminish, you know, a Rolex or yeah, yeah. anything like that, but I just know the power behind mine.
0: Facts, man. Facts, facts. I appreciate you, man. I I thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, interview you, bro.
1: No, man. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the opportunity, man. I love doing stuff like this. I tried to do my own podcast, uh, (laughs) but it flopped on me for a little minute, man. I I plan on definitely uh, getting it back up in the next couple of years. But, uh, yeah, man, I I applaud you for doing the podcast and following through with it. Like I said, I've tried many things. That was one of the things that folded on me. So, I mean, I admire it.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you. And I, I mean, I seen you on uh, social media. I was like, man, I got to get that dude. I got to get that dude on the uh, podcast because like you, um, uh, you, know, uh, you don't see black men with, you know, you don't see black men with, you know, only watch businesses. You yeah. know yeah. what i saying? So um, I was like, man, I got to get him up here because, you know, it's definitely some young boys that or some young women they probably want to start their own uh, timepiece company. So, um, man, I appreciate you for giving the game, man. Definitely.
1: Anytime, man. I I definitely appreciate the opportunity. Um, Like I said, I, I hope this inspires anybody who wants to launch their own business. If you got an idea, go ahead and do it, man. An idea without any hard work behind it is, like, a toy without a battery. Like, you get a toy to a kid without a battery, it's just going to sit there. And that's what our idea is without work. So I hope I inspire somebody, man. And I, I hope I wish success for anybody out there that wants to start their own business. Facts, man, facts. So, man, tell the
0: people, man, how can um how can they get into contact with you through email or social media?
1: Gotcha. So you can find LaVarie Tom pieces on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Lavari Timepieces, just how it is, L-A-V-A-R-I Timepieces. Uh, That's across the board, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. um, That's the best way to get into contact with me or with the business uh, via social media. For any questions regarding warranties, watches, upcoming models, sales, anything like that, email info. At lavari timepieces.com. Info yes. at lavari timepieces.com.
0: All right, man. Well, that's it, guys. Um, again, I'm Adrian Evans. Uh, we had uh, Aries McCain of lavari timepieces, and that's the end of the episode, guys.
1: We out. Peace. Appreciate you.
0: What's up, guys? It's me again. So tell me, what would you think about the show? I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag at underscore the Black Wealth Media Pod and share this on your Instagram stories with your friends. That would be very appreciated. Also, go inside the podcast app to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and a five-star review. This helps us get the message across all over the world so more people can listen. On top of that, I really do hope you guys enjoy the show. And I'll see you next week on the Black Wealth Media Podcast.